Hello, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Wild Wisdom Wellbeing guest slot with myself, Robin Harris of Equenergy Wellbeing Naturally. And today I am delighted we have Anna Easton of True Wellbeing here with us, with us this morning. Uh, so, Anna, I've been looking at your wonderful website, and I know that you do a lot of work with businesses and um, sort of HR and managers and staff. But if you would like maybe first of all to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be on this well-being journey. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. Thank you very much, Robin. I'm delighted to be here and uh, lovely to be talking to you today. So thank you for, for the opportunity. Um, yeah, I came to well-being um, via a kind of quite a, a checkered path with my previous career, just um, mainly to do with, you know, energy levels. I was working in property previously and um, it's a challenging environment for anyone to be in, particularly an empath, and that's very much what I am. So. Um, you know, a sales environment is tough, and I I didn't really realize, you know, because I was I was good at what I did. I didn't really realize that, um, you know, that the energy was off. And I really struggled then with my with my mental health. Um, I suffered with burnout. I got to a place where I was completely overwrought with everything um, that I was doing and just my whole equilibrium was off and mm. I decided to take some time and luckily actually and thankfully which didn't quite feel like thankfully at the time but I lost my job and decided to to move industries and um, was teaching yoga at the time so decided to move into um, well-being workshops uh, because I was bored of talking at people I wanted to to engage more because that's what I think this is all about everything that we're discussing in terms of wellness and well-being all revolves around connection and people finding their voice and understanding themselves um, so I just started kind of almost ripped off the plaster and started from scratch with me and did a lot of work with, with self-care and um, mind, body, and just figuring out what different pieces I needed for my own prescription for, for, for me to be well. And that's what brought me to realize how individual um, well-being is you know there's there's no one size fits all and as much as i'd like to to put everything under the umbrellas that or, or pillars that i work under which are mind body and environment um you know there's a, a language which is my actually now my fourth pillar because it's our own internal language that dictates how everything falls in under those other topics so yeah that's kind of where i'm at just now I think that's so true that a lot of us, I think, when we start on out on this well-being path, certainly in the way that we've done it, it's very much because that was my path, because that was the learning that I needed to go through. And having been through that learning, I've realised how crucial it is, how essential it is for all of us and just want to share that. And and knowing that it isn't one size fits all, wanting to give people the language or the tools 
or the, the, the connection with themselves. It's as much connection with others and the environment and the world in which we live as connection with ourselves. Absolutely. And I think we're doing uh, workplace wellness as well, which is kind mm -hmm. of how things have evolved. So I started with private well-being workshops and then they kind of quickly progressed and I realized that was a great platform for um, just opening up who I could talk to, who would hear, hear the message because not pe people don't generally stand up and say, I need well-being. So that was a great platform. But then what I've come to realize is that people connecting with themselves, and again, this comes back to the individuality and the, the language that we use. It's also about connecting yourself to um, and in, embedding yourself in one of the uh, ways which you spend the majority of your time you know you're working a minimum of kind of eight hours a day and that's leached into more with the blurred lines between home working oh. yeah and so the kind of it's it's really important for uh, individuals to find their rhythm and their connection with each other from a work perspective as well and that will be again it's not just about giving someone a desk and, and a computer and making sure that those things are, are, are checked boxes. It's about a holistic approach for each individual, um, but doing that that fits in with it, with a company with company standards also. And I think that must be so particularly true at the moment. And you were saying just before we went live about how it's all mushroomed kind of recently because of the whole coronavirus situation and people either being furloughed or working from home and now perhaps going back into the office. And I know from my brother, he was furloughed initially. And then suddenly on a Monday morning, he started back at work. And it was like, you have, you know, there was no uh, support for the fact you've been away, you've been told to be isolated, you've been told to stay at home and not go anywhere. And now all of a sudden you're back in an environment, quite a busy environment sometimes, and you're working a full nine, to, well, it's more than nine to five in his job quite often. Yeah. It, it blurs those edges, even though he's in an office and then going home. But, you know, you to do the full week and the body just has got out of that rhythm. I love yeah. the way you talk about rhythm and equilibrium, which is part of the word that I use even for my business, equi-energy, equi comes from equilibrium and mm. energy and trying to find that balance for ourselves and for what we're doing, which, as you say, so much of what we do often is our work. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is, you know, a big part of why we've even connected in the first instance, because we found, you know, that we operate on a on a similar uh, trajectory and energy level and I think that we generally do and particularly with work when we have that commonplace scenario then yeah it's hugely important for you to to find your tribe almost within your own uh, workplace organizations but there's a huge responsibility for the for the companies themselves and, and upper management to make sure that they are factoring in um, the things like you've talked about, you know, we're picking you up from one scenario and we're putting you into another place. And yes, that is governed and dictated by the, the pandemic and, and the rules surrounding that, but it just needs to be brought to the forefront of people's minds. You know, it's not just a, 
a case of, right, I'm just going to continue to do my job regardless. It's about, okay, this is a real opportunity. And that's exactly how I see this whole thing mm-hmm. as individuals finding their best ways of working. And when I say working, it's that's not even just doing their work. It's their best way of functioning, of uh, integrating themselves into the task that they're doing with their colleagues in their day-to-day routines, their, you know, their rhythm, like we've talked about. People need to find theirs, uh, but they also need support. And it's great that these conversations are being had now more on a board level than they, they ever were before. Um, but any for any individuals out there who work within a company, you know, you can you can suggest things. You can say this is what's right for me, and I think that that's a, a big part of this. This isn't about a, a dictatorship anymore. This is a a collect bringing together a community and a collective. And what do we want this to look like? Absolutely. And I know that I've worked with people who describe their working environment, which may be quite a large organization or institution, that often they're feeling very restricted. They're feeling that they have to work to the organization and its um, structure. Yeah. And finding it perhaps getting quite toxic and then wondering, what can I do as an individual other than just leave? you know, in this environment, which is from the top down, quite toxic and feeling that it's so rigid in its structure that from the lower levels upwards, they don't have an awful lot of power and influence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a a frustrating and an ongoing plight for most Mm. people, you know, working within organisations, isn't it? And that's not necessarily just indicative of, of the of the pandemic but lots of companies have often run this very hierarchical structure whereas it's kind of you know it's instilled in people that they don't have um any input any opportunity to input about their individuality into that uh, larger mainframe which formulates our company culture within any organization, small or large. And so it's, I think it's, this is just a real opportunity. And and one thing that I urge people to do is just think about the things that are important to them. You know, that is, it's it can be as simple as that. A a little period of, of reflection on just, you know, what is it that is important to me in, t- in my day to day? You know, do I, I like to exercise? Do I like to meditate? Do I like to, you know, take a walk at lunchtime? Do, uh, do I function best in the mornings with talking to people or keep those meetings for the afternoon? You know, it's about real investigation and watching yourself at the moment and watching what your reaction. I do a lot of reflective timetabling as well. So I don't set myself a kind of timetable. I just kind of run at a rhythm for uh, a couple of days or a week. And then uh, I'll kind of retrospectively examine my timetable or, you know, input my timetable and then go, what worked for me this past week? What, you know, and how should I use that moving forward? At the moment, it feels like that changes every week, but (laughs) we do what we can. And 
because things are changing around us every week, it's also how can we build our resilience? How can we build our flexibility mm. so that outward changes don't throw us? Yeah. That Absolutely. we've got that ability to go with them to a degree. Yes, we do, you know, in a changing uh, landscape and we even a changing personal ecosystem, we need to have that awareness even more than we normally might, you know, most, but when we're going along and doing things by rote, yes, that's a lot more energy efficient and, and things that you just kind of, you know, um, going along with the flow, whereas the flow itself is disrupted at the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to watch and understand exactly your 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 place as the the salmon in that stream, that flow stream. So, yeah, it's it's. I think it's a, it's a real opportunity again. Um, I use the analogy quite often about kind of imagine your life as a as a snow globe and then shaking it up. And where do you want all of those pieces of snow, which are the different kind of projects in your life to to land and elements of your life not just the project so my programs are designed to, to help individuals but from a kind of collective perspective and so you know these are all exercises that you can do in teams uh, or or individually and that's the point it wants to be as malleable as that because some people do you know have different ways of working so that's really important and I think that even if you are working for an organization where you don't feel you have an awful lot of flexibility in how you work in terms of what you do and the process you do that process that you have to follow and the times that you have to do things i think there's still ways in there as an individual aren't there that we can really support our own well-being and find the way that's right for us to work within that system yes we can still find our balance we can still find where our energy wants to sit and how we show up because I think that's so important as well, that we're still being true to ourselves and our values, even in an environment which might feel a little bit restrictive on some other aspects. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, it's again coming back to that thing that's uh, about examining what's important to us mm -hmm. and then making actions off the back of that. So, you know, if, if some, I still remember to this day, I moved to, to Canada and um my brother said if you're not happy with something change it and that has been my you know manifesto for life since then because we've not stuck doing anything you know we have choices that we can make and this is applicable to every single individual it's the one thing that we are you know well one of two things i believe that we have we have control over. So that is the, the main one, um, that we have control over our, our choices. They're not inherent in us. They're not governed by anything other than what we choose to do. Our thoughts, everything is, you know, it's all choices that we make. And yeah, it's so it's that when you talked about environment, it's not only the outer environment, it's the inner environment as well. It's the thoughts that we think. So we can choose those. We can choose which ones to feed. We might not choose which ones pop up in our head, but we can choose which ones we want to follow and engage with and feed and grow. Yes. And the others we can just, uh, as my last guest was saying, you can get these things that you just put in a box. 
And if you want to revisit them later, yeah. that's absolutely fine. The box isn't locked. But for the time being, you can choose to focus on the ones that are more supportive, more uplifting. Yeah, there's a bit of fake it to make it. Um, uh, but, you know, it's all about understanding what's important to you and what tools you put into that box. You know, we build our own personalized toolkit by examining these things and then we can always revisit it when when we're struggling. Um, and so I think that's a, a huge point to make is about, you know, creating that um that toolkit, but then not worrying if you kind of fall off the wagon, so to speak, because I know this can be a real negative loop. It's people think, oh, I'm doing really well. I'm meditating every day or I'm, you know, doing all of the things that I like. And so stop doing them. And then that negativity of, oh, well, I stopped doing it. I feel really bad now. And you get into that cycle of not going back to it and running away from it and making it, inflaming it so much bigger in your head. And again, that comes back to choices. How do you feel about it in the, in the, in the first instance? And then the second thing that I think very much, um, you know, not um, inherited, certainly not inherited, is, is our attitude towards life and other people so choices and attitude are what we have control over absolutely and those are ours whatever environment we find ourselves in mm -hmm. and some environments might be easier to choose the supportive and uplifting thoughts and perceptions and attitudes some may be more challenging but they are still what we have control over yeah and so yeah uh, I love that you're talking so much about opportunities in this time and, and an attitude that's a choice of how we want to look at this current situation. But I absolutely agree that, and I've shared on some of the coaches that I run in my group that the Chinese symbol for disaster, is it disaster? I think it's disaster, is um, danger plus crisis. Or sorry, danger plus uh, opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's the, the Chinese symbol for crisis, I think. It's danger okay. plus opportunity. So within every situation that seems darkened and threatening and dangerous, there is an opportunity. And it's just a matter of trusting that it's there, looking for it, tuning into it. And also, um, you just t touched there on how we feel. Yeah. How we feel about things. And I think our body gives us so much information in terms of our feelings, in terms of our emotions, in terms of our physical feelings. Is this working for me? Are these thoughts and these choices working for me? And we can always change them if they're not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, they can be changed. Everything is, you know, on an internal screen within us and we can very much choose the, the channel or the picture that we have on that screen. And when we move towards the kind of um, things that we do enjoy, the things that energize us and we, you know, stand up for ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, then that's when that picture starts to get a lot, um, a lot, a lot prettier <laughs> for a start. And also mm -hmm. 
you know, we make it ours and we have a sense of connection to it as well. Because we think, oh, I did that. And what does that spur on is is more positive action in the, in the same vein. And um, the point that, that, you know, you touch upon which or how I relate it to is all to do with, you know, the, the fear side of things. We're often mm. so fearful and we want to remain in control so that we're, we're not fearful. But generally, the best things that are ripe for us are stood right on the other side of that fear so I've always been a big one of uh, feel the fear and do it anyway and really embrace those situations and um, because the opportunity here now is to use that fear and use the opportunity that this has all created to to push through and, and forge our own paths you know create some really good super highways in our brain about how we're going to action the next bits that we do and using it it's a yeah i think it is a huge opportunity a huge advantage that we've been given here um, and i think when we can drill down into that fear and find out what is behind that fear where what is it what's triggering it where's it coming from because then I get to the nitty gritty, don't I? I get to that little nugget of wisdom that's actually what I need to learn, possibly about myself. And when you were talking earlier about <clears throat> we can choose, we can control our thoughts, all of these things, we can be ourselves in an organisation, we can be true to our values and all of this. Sometimes we don't even realise that we have that, the permission to do that. Mm. We need to get right down to giving ourselves permission to looking at what the fears are in order to be able to move through them yeah yeah and it it's hard to go to those mm. places you know we um we shy away from them because they're uncomfortable to us um and that's why it does take some examining i always think that the first step is is creating awareness around your now picture you know what just what is the snapshot of my life i um always think about the before and after pictures that you see personal trainers and things advertised and i think you know what is my before picture what is or my now picture like what is a a genuine and honest snapshot of my life mm. and what on the the counter of that do I want my after picture to look like you know what what does that mean to me um and and you often find that you filter out so much stuff just by going through that process and you surprise yourself with things that you thought were important to you and then it's like oh no actually I'm happy when I'm going walking each day in the sunshine which we've now got which is lovely and oh isn't it amazing oh it makes the world of difference so yeah I think it's you know we've got to appreciate and enjoy the little things and uh, a little tweak of a, a tip that I kind of hit upon yesterday you know um sorry did it well this week is this whole thing between gratitude you know this whole thing of with gratitude often when you start to research any of this I say make these gratitude lists and I was doing that but I couldn't internalize the feeling of gratitude and then I had someone um, who just kind of a client actually who never says thank you for anything 
And again, this comes back to the kind of language point that I that I made. And so I kind of almost overcompensated by and just thought about the understanding of the word thank you. And for me, that generated a lot more feeling and sensation than the word gratitude. So I now I say, oh, thank you, thank you. And it promotes this lovely feeling in me um, that gratitude just wasn't quite getting to. So again, this comes back to the language, but you know, find the language that's right for you, for you to tailor your internal dialogue to. And it really is an eye opener and something so simple as that has you know can really make big changes in in your life they have big ripple effects i think absolutely our words are so important our words are creative aren't they they create our perceptions because they're part of our thoughts and our beliefs and and all that goes into that <clears throat> and for me i was in uh, an online summit in december last year which was all around gratitude and the practice of gratitude and so on and i think sometimes it has become an overused word and that may not be the one that works for some people thank you maybe works for some people for me the actual feeling of it is wonder yeah as in just yeah. oh it's awesome yeah. and i had a, a kind of like you were saying this kind of ping light bulb moment about it recently where i had been looking at the four pillars that i base my work on and mm -hmm. i have used them to create the world word wild which is why you'll see wild a lot because yeah. wild for me is also who we truly are it's our true nature so not wild as in the sense of chaotic and crazy and and out of control but wild as in natural true authentic honest and i had wild the w of wild initially just being wild but then i realized no my w is wonder my right. W is just looking at the world around us and, and the life that, as you're saying, that, that is on the other side of that fear, that the life that we want to step into and create, that is just, ah. Yeah. That, where, where the whole of your insides just kind of light up. Yeah, absolutely. And what, you know, this again, it's like, I'm thinking about language and the screen yeah. and the image of your mind and just, yeah. you know, kind of being in awe of it all. Mm. and. Uh, another phrase springs to mind whatever you can hold in your head you can hold in your hand and it you know is for, and the first step to that is the wonder is the awe about everything because we have to appreciate what's right there in front of us to be able to develop that into more of what we want and you know this touches on things like law of attraction and, and all of that but my aim with um, workplace wellness is and that's part of why i've termed it workplace wellness rather than workplace well-being or corporate well-being is because it's again about that language and it's reaching people to understand that they create their world and you know you it's great to have tools which is why i really champion companies who who undertake my my projects and and whatnot but um yeah it's 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 very much down to the individual to to show themselves what is possible and it all does start with with what you've got at, at the moment and so wonder at it you know be in awe of what you have just now because it only gets better from here on in
Absolutely. And the more that you can step into that feeling, because the feeling is the part of the attraction, isn't it? It's part of the magnetism. When yeah. it's the visualization that people use, athletes and so on, to create a, a, a reality, to manifest that reality, having held it in their heads, it's the part of the that brings it into the holding it in your hands that I so often hear about is actually feel it because yeah. the brain doesn't know the difference. And when we're in that in that cinema watching on a 180 degree screen where we actually are feeling all of that movement yeah it's the feel of it that makes it so real that makes our internal systems and the external universe come into alignment feel that resonance that makes the manifestation possible yeah absolutely well you you speak my language very much so robin <laughs> um you know i'm all about that and i think that's actually um, where my journey really started with all of this through learning yoga and becoming bringing my awareness internally um, mm. was was the was the starting point and it was the ability to connect with myself because I can now start to watch you know the processes that are going on in my body I can often you know see and feel and experience very much experience things like my food digesting or you know muscles tightening when I, I'm running or, or things like that and so now I've been able to to connect that to firstly my my vibration well it's the start of my vibration and then how that ripples out and how that's connected me to so many different and new people who all think along the same way and that that can't happen just by accident you know this is a very much an a, an energy thing but it's it's starts within you you know just thinking about your breath and you can do so much consciously i've i've um healed myself of gastro issues through meditation and i've helped other clients do the same uh coaching clients mainly because i do i love working on a the workplace wellness kind of group settings but one-to-one -one is my passion because you can get right into the into the nitty-gritty with an individual and you know you can vibe off each other you can use different things that will support them in in their journey but it's all about them and that's what i, I think is truly magical and seeing them when the it suddenly their light bulb comes on and you just see that joy that yeah. radiates out from their face and their whole being yeah absolutely and they talk about you know um life architecture which is one of my coaching programs and and that is really all about that is is designing your life from the outside in understanding what you're capable of because that's the the magical bit when people have those aha moments when they go oh, it's me doing this. I am the process. I am part and parcel of this whole thing. And, and they start to operate on a different level before they were living in a world which they hadn't realized they were the creator of. And once they get a handle on that, that's, that's just beautiful. And, you know, I'm probably, you know, I wouldn't even say we're all on a journey, right? So no one's no one's complete in any of this. And 
um, it's, it's an evolutionary process. And I've always been one for being really hard on myself, particularly about my overthinking. You know, that's a that's a loop in itself. You beat yourself up over overthinking and then overthink it more and do yeah. it. Um, so, you know, I understand people's trials and tribulations because it's not easy. They're starting to absorb this new and be acknowledge this new information which effectively is even though it's always been there and that's the kind of where the turmoil comes from you're like oh why didn't i see any of this before but it's um and it can sometimes be a, a you know a, a, i don't want to use the word painful but certainly an in-depth process to go through so but it's people who are brave who are taking those steps you know, they're, they're the, the champions and pioneers of the future of well-being who are people who are taking the time to understand themselves. So I urge everyone and anyone to to go forward and, and find your way of doing it. You know, I'm merely a conduit, a facilitator in someone else's process. And I'm so happy to be that and to have uncovered this process just for myself. Um, but now it's it's time to share it. Yeah, and there are times, aren't there, when, like you said, it, it, it's not easy facing up to our fears, facing up to the challenges, facing up to, as the, I guess, a kind of a cognitive dissonance where, like you say, the truth, our truth, has always been there. It's yeah. always been within us, and we only need to discover it, uncover it, or as Neil Donald Walsh used to talk about, remember it, bring it back into our being. But yeah. this bit up here sometimes has other ideas, doesn't it? Is it, <laughs> yeah. it functions in a different way and it has a different role. It's there to, a lot of it, you know, our negative bias, our negative wiring is there to keep us safe. Yeah. And maybe that primitive part of our brain hasn't really evolved in the same way that the rest of us has and in the same way as our surroundings have because there aren't saber-toothed tigers behind every bush these days. There are other things that we put that fear onto, yeah. but they're not, for most of us, thankfully, they're not life and death threatening, mm. even if they might feel that way, even if we interpret oh. them on some yeah. level as, yeah. no, this is really life or death, this is existential stuff. Yeah. This yes. keeps me awake at the wee small hours of the of the morning. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's for me, it's a way of finding how we can stand up in our truth and say, thank you very much for trying to keep me safe. But actually, yeah. I have got this. Yeah. Making that leap of faith sometimes where, yeah. like you say, faking it until you make it, which we are kind of faking it, but we're not at the same time, are we? Because no. it is in there we're just stepping into those shoes that still feel way too big yeah and i uh, you know always think about those super highways within your mind and w with this process the fake it to make it is merely treading down on those dirt roads which can do exactly get you to exactly the same destination if we just make them a little bit more robust uh, and that's the kind of like okay but you know you've got the default setting of the super highway already there and so that's the kind of fake it to make it side of things but yeah just 
keep treading your path that the ones that feel right and nutritious to you and the ones that are nurturing everything that you you feel within you um because so many of us have have been unnurtured either by ourselves or or, or by our, our families growing up and all of these things that have come out of the off the back of that is is our experiences and and they promote our behavior but our behavior is learned and our behavior can be changed and so we can do it we can we can absolutely make any inroads and changes in our worlds that we want to and um it, this isn't about should it's about we could do it but we're not going to beat ourselves up if if we don't that's the the biggest you know thing that i learned is to get out of that loop um and find different ways uh, of doing so having those tools to know how to get yourself out of that loop and that's why i studied coaching rather than therapy because i want to think about the forward picture as much as i think it's good to do reflection and to do therapy where you're looking at the whys and wherefores of how you got to where you are i really want to help people with the, the stage after that which is the right what does the next bit look like let's do some planning let's you know i realized the other day that my grandmother died at 94 i'm 40 years old today that means i've got 54 years left so what am i going to do with all of that you know we've got a real oyster of an opportunity here uh, to really carve that out and i've spent 40 you know i've had 40 years already um, and so I'm going to have the next time and a bit more knowing all of the things that I know up until now and then also learning so much more in that time because I know how to now know how to learn, how to interpret, how to memorize the things that are good, how to let go of the things that don't serve me. And so let's create that picture again, the life architecture, building those solid foundations to build your dream home on top of, um, which is, is your life and you can do anything that you want to do. Yep. And as I was starting to say earlier, even though, you know, sometimes this is difficult, it's challenging. We can ask for help, can't we? Because yes. there are people out there like yourself who can sometimes just when you need that guiding hand or you need somebody just to be there to yeah. kind of hold space for you or to bounce ideas off like a, you would do with a coach or a mentor just this is what i'm thinking how does this look because i'm too close i yeah. just need somebody who can be a, an objective pair of eyes who can maybe shine some light for me yeah yeah i mean i think thinking partners are um imperative to our, our progression and achieving the successes that we want to you know you can't do it by yourself because the conversation that you have one-to-one -one with yourself is no nowhere near as illuminating as the outward conversation that you have you know with another person you can talk to a lamppost they will make <laughs> a coach than you talking to yourself will you know and so it's just about finding the right fit and i found this with yoga teaching as well i used to say to my students go and try all of the different teachers because you need to find the person who resonates with you and who is right for you and um that's why 
you know, what we come to find is we surround ourselves that that resonate with us. And I think that that's important for, for coaching as well is um, as much as you don't need to know the in, ins and outs of someone, then we, we should trust our energy to, you know, to seek out the people that, that work for us. And, you know, that always is, is so I work on a, a referral or, uh, you know, application basis just for that reason. So I can get to know someone first to know if it's right for them. I'm not going to, you know, I don't take on it on every client who, who asks to work with me just because I sometimes know when it's not going to be productive for them. So that definitely is, is important to, to, you know, do your investigations, do your research and understand what sits with you. Stop looking at things on YouTube and what does that lead to? You know, what other videos does that lead you to? And then who's the person who that mentions and, you know, just follow the path, follow the cycle of, and you, you know, you can't go wrong. This is the beauty of it is, you know, there is no error in any of, in anyone's personal journey. It's feedback, whatever you, you know, try things if it doesn't work out and then you've got your feedback, you know, exactly what not to do in the next, you know, you can use the, um, like I always think about my ex-boyfriend who I was very young when I was with and he's the epitome of what I do not want in my life. <laughs> so that <laughs> makes it quite wise. And we all know someone who we just think, oh, I just do not understand why I was, you know, how I re ever related to that person. So just examine as to why. Is it because they challenged things within you that you come to realize that maybe you want to work on? Or is it just because they represent things that, that you don't really want in your world. Um, it's, a, you know, again, about finding the people with the right rhythm, you know. I very much think that people who are early risers should not go out with, uh, you know, night owls because their rhythms are just off, the circadian rhythms for a start, and that's a, a fundamental. So, yeah, everyone look for people that you, you can get up and go running at 6 a.m. with if that, that's your thing. And it's also, isn't it, about the people who fitted at one point and won't necessarily fit at another point. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to stick with something just because it worked at one time. Mm -hmm. It might no longer be the thing that we need. And yeah. that's OK, too, that people yeah. come into our life maybe for just a time, maybe yeah. for longer. But yeah. if the time that we are feeling resonant, feeling drawn to that person, feeling that this is really working well, has passed that's yeah. okay yeah. and it's okay for us to change yeah so if i suddenly feel oh I, I don't i want to grow i want to change i want to be something different that's okay that's everything is okay yeah. as long as we are listening to that internal voice and being yeah. as true and close and honest to that as we can be absolutely yeah, I fully concur and always think about it as like two daisies growing up in a, a field. You know, one will one year be get a, a corner of light and will, you know, grow off tall and in one direction and skinny and the other one will stay solid and 
small and then the next year they might, might both be in the same patch of light and grow together or one gets mowed down by a lawnmower <laughs> eaten by a cow <laughs> you know there's every eventuality and possibility um and yeah we we don't need to be so hung up on and fixated on someone else because that brings me back to another mantra that I have which is is two words which is me and now you know the only two things that I can do anything about I can't have any influence on anyone else their actions their thoughts their behaviors but I can I can choose the ones that I have and then the past is gone it is no way of changing anything that's happened prior you can as much as you can plan for the future there will be anomalies that come in and blow up your plans so in the moment there's the you and now in this very moment the two things that you can do anything about and so make that moment your best you know do the things that feed you and enjoy your life and I think that's the thing for me, that when we realise that we are the ones who design and create our own life, whether we do that purposefully and consciously and with awareness and choosing, or whether we do it by default, by not making our own choices, but just allowing choices to kind of happen to us, yeah. we are the ones that are able to manifest what we want in our lives we are able to create the lives that we live which means that we can do it exactly the way we want to and we can make it fun and we can make it exciting or not whatever we want yeah absolutely and i think you know ride out your emotions um as much as i say you know the whole kind of fake it to make it thing it is good to get into the rhythm of having you know sometime dedicated towards positive thoughts but there's also an element of being okay with whatever you're experiencing at the time you know anger frustration stress they don't have to be negative things we can sit with them and allow those things to be the the entities that they are and they teach us something you know i remember listening to a meditation when i started or it was an affirmation thing and it said i am grateful for the pain that i have felt and i'm like no i'm not <laughs> it says i'm grateful for the pain i will feel in the future i'm like oh no what there's more and then i kind of you know sat and thought about them and yeah like you have to have the downs to have the ups you know you have to understand what those those pain points are in order to know again what the contrasting scenario is and so when you do get upset you feel sad you feel frustrated then you know feel those things experience them understand what they are in your body because if you don't let them have their moment they get suppressed uh, and that can take build up and build up over so much time and i know this from first-hand experience you know uh, do, there was frustration and anger surrounding a scenario that i had in my when i was growing up in my teens and it's only really now that i'm going that i can put cast a spotlight on it and i'm in a position to do so and i'm like oh yeah now i understand what that's about and there's part of me that just wants to go, 
No, don't experience it. Just be feel positive. You choose your thoughts, have positive ones. And I was like, no, because I need to understand this feeling, this sensation. And so I kind of sat with it and it does a lot more for helping it, you know, release itself than ignoring it and pushing these things away. So and I think that there's there's truth in all of these sayings, mm -hmm. but it doesn't serve us to take them to extremes. So faking it until we make it. Yes, but really, that is just a saying. Mm. And we're not faking it anyway. We're stepping into those shoes that we might not quite feel ready for yet. So we're actually just working towards being more of who we really are. It just feels yeah. a little bit <laughs> scary at the moment, but exciting. Yeah. So. And, and the idea of positivity, I've written about this, and it's one of my passions, that yes, choose positive, uplifting, supportive thoughts, but be aware of the other ones. Mm -hmm. And if they are having an impact on your life, address them mm -hmm. and feel into what, you, what emotions are going on in your body. They share wisdom. They're not good or bad, right or wrong. They just are. It's yeah. our putting things on top of them, meaning and so on, that might make them even more uncomfortable because we get guilty about being guilty. We get annoyed about being angry and all of these things. So just to allow them, just to observe them, just yeah. to notice them, just to let them, because emotions are meant to be energy in motion, emotion. Yeah. And it's like you say, when we suppress them when we try to cover them up because unfortunately we've often been taught haven't we that anger is is not a good emotion it's not a nice emotion it's not something that good girls for example ought to feel yeah and then that traps us into this i have to be good i i can't show anger i can't feel anger when actually anger is sometimes exactly what we we need to feel we need to express we need to explore yeah so yeah to understand it yeah exactly yes. that um i'm sure robin that you know of of the chimp paradox i think we might have even discussed it on our, our last chat and that talks about the two entities in your mind well the predominant ones being the the chimp and the humans by dr steve Peter's amazing book. If you haven't read it, I recommend it to anyone at any stage of their kind of life or journey. And it talks about the chimp being this, you know, the emotional, reactive one, and your human being the rational one. And all the chimp wants is to be heard and understood. And once it is, the reactions and severity of the kind of swings in in how it manifests itself. They're not. They're lessened, you know. They they, and so you have a more kind of even, again, equilibrium in your brain between the chimp and the human, so that they're both they're working in tandem. They're working together because we fight ourselves so much, you know. We we battle. We have this internal struggle with ourselves, and until we can, you know, make some headway with lessening that battle that's when we can have much more productive interactions not just with other people but with our environments and with our with the the things that we're doing and i often look at people who work with children because i think those who give these techniques to children are mm. setting those children up for oh, yeah. 
such a, an empowered life, a life with that toolkit that I wish I'd had at oh, that age. Yes. But I see the work that I do as being with those inner children that haven't had that. Mm. Because, you know, it, when I was a child at school, I was lonely, I was miserable, I couldn't make connections very well. And yeah. I thought it was all my fault. And I hid away because I didn't want people to see yeah. what was going on inside of me because I thought it was so awful. Yeah. And if you know that that child needed a lot of care and attention and listening to it needed to be heard. Yeah. So that's something that I've then had to do in my journey. So I see that as kind of part of my role. I work with people's inner children, yeah. helping them to do the same for, for themselves. Yeah, and, and that's lovely. And, you know, thank you for sharing your story because, you know, it just make it resonate, you resonate with me every time we, we speak. So, yeah, and I feel that as much as I haven't necessarily put that label on it, um, I think what I talked about before about finding the right platform to reach people is is kind of almost that. It's like I'm trying to speak in generalistic terms to reach the person at whatever point they need to hear it, if that makes sense. You know, so they might, it might be their inner child that, that needs to be talk to it might be their masculine side or their feminine side hear or receive different messages and so yeah it's a it's just about trying to cast that net as wide as possible and i think yeah it's great to start with with uh children because you know let's let's help them be the best they can be from early as possible and what impact does that have the ripple effect that that has is great but we're still people in our own rights too, who still have a lot of work to do and impact that we can make. And um, so I think that, yeah, I mean, we can't we can't forget about the the inner child that still exists that has to have that voice. So no, I think that's a, a great thing to to think about and just acknowledging that they are there. And they need our attention and they need our love and that they're okay. <laughs> and that they give us so much because without the inner child, we don't have the childlike, that joy, that awe, that wonder that we talked about before. Yeah, That is an aspect of the inner child to me. Yeah. And it's when we tune into that, that we get creative and we, we you know, bring out our fun side and, and all that goes with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, go skipping. That's what I said. <laughs> Definitely. I walked down the uh, pavement, the South Bank yesterday, and made a game out of not standing on the on the cracks. And I, it was so much nicer walk, <laughs> so much more fun. That it, you know, and people looked at me like potentially I was a bit crazy, but most <laughs> of them were like, "Oh, she's enjoying herself." You know, she's having another childhood exactly so yeah i mean do it like what have you got to worry about or care about particularly when it's you know things like that i'm never going to see any of those people again or might do again and they'll think oh there's that there's that lady who enjoys herself and then that might have a knock-on effect so 100 percent release so dance like nobody's watching yeah exactly dance like nobody is watching so if there is a business that wants to work with you, how do they find you or connect with you, bring you in to, to do what you do for them? 
Um, well, in terms of workplace wellness, uh, LinkedIn, my LinkedIn is definitely the place to find me. So uh, Anna Easton, I can um, share my contact details. Um, I am on Instagram under my company name, which is true underscore wellbeing underscore. Um, but it starts to come up with my face once you start typing in true. So you can find me there. On my website, which you kindly mentioned, Robin, uh, www.truewellbeing.life, L-I-F for Freddie E. And so any of those ways you can reach me or Anna at truewellbeing.life. But for workplace wellness, my um, LinkedIn profile explains a lot more about what I do. So that's probably the best place for that. Excellent. And I think that's a wonderful place to draw this chat to a close. And just to say a huge thank you, Anna, for joining me today. It's been a joy and a pleasure as always to chat with yeah, you. Well, I've been really looking forward to it and always enjoy um, connecting with you, Robin. And also just, you know, love that there is these platforms now where we can where we can discuss these things. And I love talking about well-being. It's my passion, it's my life, it's my I can't even call it work because it's enjoyable connecting. So thank you for, for sharing and for the time. Brilliant. So thank you all for watching. And if you're watching the replay and you've got any questions or comments, then feel free to just stick in hashtag replay and post your comments below and we will respond if you have any questions. So join me next time for my next wonderful guest. Keep an eye out and I'll let you know who that's going to be nearer the time. Bye for now. Lovely. Thanks. Bye bye.